0: There's an apartment developer out there that's throwing caution to the wind by announcing a slew of new construction projects. We'll talk about that on this week's episode of the Access Louisville podcast. We're also going to check in with banking reporter Sarah Shadburn to talk about how new SBA relief programs are going. Actually, I guess maybe we should say gone instead of going. All that and more coming up. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Sarah Shadburn. Hey. And Marty Finley.
1: How's it going?
0: Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show with a difficult question. Guys, I've been talking about coronavirus for like three weeks now, but I'm going to try something non-coronavirus related today, mostly because I'm just sick of talking about it. So on Friday, we posted a story on well, a list actually on uh, the area's highest residential real estate transaction. The top transaction was a existing home, meaning not a new home that was sold for 6 million dollars on Sutherland Farm Road in Prospect. This was purchased last year right around my birthday. Unfortunately, I was not the buyer. So my question to you guys is if you were to buy a new house, what would be your number one dream feature? And don't say something like good kitchen. I want something a little more, you know, detailed instead of vague. Uh Sarah, I'm going to start with you. <laughs>
2: great because i've been thinking about this for a long time actually and uh i don't think i've had a chance to talk about it on this podcast yet but uh especially going the dream route i have always really wanted a home that had a room that was just wall to wall bed um <laughs> uh-huh. so that i could just like no, chill watch tv never have to worry about like rolling off the side i would have a <laughs> bunch of pets and they would all get to chill in bed and then yeah. I guess as long as we're on this tangent, um, I would want my full bedroom to have a bunch of windows because <laughs> I love uh, a lot of natural light.
0: Yeah, natural light rules, you know. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I guess if you'd have the pets in there, you need to, you know, like wash the sheets. And I guess it's going to be yeah. hard to find sheets because it's probably hard to find sheets that uh, are large enough for a wall-to-wall bedroom. But
2: <laughs> right. you know, we'll
0: figure it out. No.
1: Get a jet. Let's get a giant water bed. <laughs> Do they still make water beds? I don't know. <laughs> um, Probably not.
0: Those were cool in the in the seventies, eighties. Um, yeah, I knew a few people that had them, and it, it was like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Um, I can't believe anybody could
1: sleep on those things. But hey. uh, Marty, how about you? Yeah, I've been thinking about this as well. Um, you know, my house, all my rooms are bedrooms and they're taken, so I don't have that kind of extra space. So I think mm-hmm. if I was looking for a dream home feature, I would get a pretty elaborate man cave slash office, so it would have like a tuck away office in it. Oh, very nice. Uh, sort of like, sort of removed from the man cave, you know, Yeah. Um, maybe a corner office type thing, and then the rest of it would be the man cave, including like a movie theater size TV. Mm-hmm. So uh and some other features but uh, that's kind of what I would do and it would be sort of tucked away from the rest of the house. Yeah, I like that for sure. Um
0: especially uh in times like this where uh, you're stuck at home and need something, you know, some place to get away from from work. Cause... Yeah, my
1: my son who's just turned 1, he likes to try to help me top stories. Mm-hmm. Um so um I could kind of <laughs> get away from him and um, right. So he would stop banging on my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, um, for me,
0: I've had this problem of I have like a little office at my house. Um, and usually I don't do much work in here. I just uh, I play games or watch movies or something like that. It's got a big TV on the wall. Um, and since we've been working at home, I have found that I spend my work day in here. And then when it's time to chill out after work, I don't want to be in here anymore. Yeah. I want to be in a different room. So um, so that's one thing that would be handy about that is like you can yeah. get away from your home workspace
1: by going in Well, the- several people have said, you know, designate a workspace and then when work is over, get out of there. So um yeah. sounds like that's what you're kind of doing. So Yeah,
0: well, I tell you what, um I'm not I was a big believer in the designated workspace thing, but now yeah. I'm like, whatever, just go work somewhere else for a little while.
2: <laughs> yeah. I move
1: around. I usually, I, I, I spend most of my time in the dining room. We have a yeah. fairly large table and I just use it sort of as a desk. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes I just like to go hang out on the couch and just, you know, work there. So I yeah. kind of move around a little bit.
0: um, so I you took the man cave one so I, I I'll give another one but I also want the, the man cave and also the the giant bedroom I think is uh is an awesome idea too. Uh but I'll I'll say I would want um some uh like some forested acres out in the oh, back there you, go. you know um yeah. get back to nature get away from things. I'm I'd live in Kind of an urban area. I live in the J town area, which is you know more suburban, I guess. But it's definitely not out away from everything. Um, but uh, I think lately I've been just wanting to get back out in the nature. Maybe it's because the weather's getting warm and nice that I yeah. want to go hike and stuff like that. It would be cool to yeah. have that right outside your door. So, um, so I'll move us on. We'll talk about awesome places. You know things we want, but we'll switch gears and talk about apartments, which are totally uh, not something I want personally, but I guess some people do. Um, Marty continues to shock all of Louisville by cranking out story after story about new apartment developments. Uh, I guess these folks are saying, what pandemic? Uh, so Marty, who's doing all this building or who's, who's announcing all these new projects?
1: Yeah, so one thing we're seeing is that, you know, a lot of things have really just kind of ground to a halt. You're not seeing the restaurant announcements, obviously, because they're closed. You know, no one is announcing hotels right now because the hotel, you know, industry is really in the toilet at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, their revenues are like down to nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're not seeing that kind of activity. And we were seeing a lot of that, you know, especially hotels right before this happened. I mean, we had a, a big Hilton announcement there in Nulu. Actually yeah. when the social distancing had just started, we were still elbow bumping at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh feels like yeah. it was two years ago. But yes, they had just announced a big new hotel Nulu. So, you know, things really ground to a halt immediately. Um, part of it is that the city's really not processing these things yet. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they've been kind of shut down. I mean, they still have staff working, but they're not doing, you know, the the legislative meetings that you need to push these projects through. That being said, uh You know, one company in particular, LDG Development, uh, they've been around Louisville for a long time, and they specialize in apartments. That's their whole thing. Um, So they've put out about probably four to five uh, separate projects in the last month or so. It's over 1,300 apartments. So Mm -hmm. um, spread across the city. So there's one um, sort of a couple in South Louisville. There's one in West Louisville. There's one near downtown, um, sort of in the Phoenix Hill area. So they're not only like uh, announcing these but they're kind of announcing them all over the city There's another mm-hmm. one that just has announced it's over five hundred apartments that they would do in a couple phases that's near the not too far from the Hawks Point Kmart um, on Hawks Lane it's about a mile mm-hmm. away from from that Kmart that's being redeveloped so you know I actually asked them that question because I was calling them every few days to do a new interview because they kept uh it seems like at least once a week they were filing something and uh you know they said that they you know, they're they're seeing growth, you know, and they're they're finding these locations they think are going to work for kind of a mix of affordable and market rate housing. Uh, they don't really do a lot of luxury apartments. They do more, you know, affordable housing, workforce housing up to just to kind of market rate stuff. So, um, but they found a lot of uh, properties and they really are just getting in line so they can have their uh, their rezoning applications or development plans in place. So whenever the city does start processing those normally. You know they can have the ball rolling so um it sounds like they're mostly just being pro- proactive and and trying to get everything out there um ready to go when things do open back up a little yeah
0: so they, they they're they aware that there's a pandemic they just feel like now's the time yes. to get some plans filed um
1: yeah they're yeah. not building in are you know none of these things are going to be built i mean some of these they have to get the land rezoned, and that can take you know months or even a year longer uh to get a rezoning done it's it's we're probably even longer now just because things are, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shut down. A lot of things are shut down right now, so it'll probably take even longer, uh, for that. But even, even still, even if we're in the normal cycle, uh, you know, uh, one developer announcing 1300 apartments or more in a month is shows a lot of, um, yeah. Of activity,
0: yeah, yeah. And I would think that they would be backing off because. The financing for these projects has got to be in question. I mean, unless they're financing yeah. it all themselves, I would think that they're also raising money to finance these. Yeah. Um, but, and I don't know their exact model. Um, is it all LDG that's doing stuff, or are there any other? They're um, the
1: main one. There's been a few smaller projects. that We just had a story this week, a company called Gregory Properties. They filed a much smaller plan mm-hmm. um, out near Anchorage. They're going to build some fourplexes, so this be a much smaller project than what LDG is looking at. Their projects mm-hmm. are pretty large. Um, you know, they usually are doing anything from 250 to 500 apartments in their facilities. So we're seeing a few things, but really, you know, outside of a couple of industrial projects, we've had a few stories on those and the apartments. I mean, everything else is pretty much at a standstill, yeah. uh, which is kind of be to be expected. I mean, obviously, people are not going to be announcing restaurants or bars or or other types of facilities Mm -hmm. like that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense right now. So, you know, I'm not really shocked by it. I'm actually shocked that there's been as much activity as there has been. That's been what I've been surprised by. I figured everything Uh would just kind of go on hold for two months. You know, we wouldn't see anything fall. So, yeah, but you know, Uh LDG said they kind of want to be an inspiration to show that, you know, um, you know, we will get back to normal. It may take some time, you know, but they're trying to, uh, I guess, you know, put some positive vibes out there. You know, for the market. So yeah, and uh filing plans isn't isn't free, right? You have to pay to file those plans. Yeah, I don't know exactly that. There's some you it's know just administrative it. costs. It's yeah. not a lot of money, but um, you know there are some costs tied to that. So yeah, and getting so. your plans made, and you got to pay people. You know, lawyers and yeah, yeah you architects find, and stuff like that. And, and that yeah, things, so. to get um, everything rolling. But that's pretty par for the course. So mm-hmm. um, with these things
0: now, um. I, th- I thought this one quote you had uh, from an LG LDG person this morning was interesting. They said, you know, recessions never, uh, it never gets as hot in Louisville, but it never gets as cold either. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So maybe that is some of the thinking that's going into launching these projects. So.
1: Yeah. And they're active in other States there, but they seem to be really focused on Louisville right now and um, mm-hmm. being our hometown. So. Um and yeah, we don't see we don't see them you know, we're not seeing the highs that Nashville's seeing, but you know, we don't see some of the big crashes like maybe some other markets do too. So Yeah. Um so are these luxury
0: apartments or are they apartments for the rest no,
1: of No, most of them are market rate. There are some that's going to be uh, affordable or at least an affordable component. They they um, they really tout that, especially in those uh areas maybe like in South Louisville where people maybe are not as making as much money. Um mm-hmm. And the market's, you know, not as hot as maybe the East End or Prospect or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. they don't do a ton of luxury. It's either usually market rate or it's, you know, on the affordable end or workforce housing. So uh, what mm-hmm. they've been telling me is it's kind of a mix of those two uh, more than likely will be um, either affordable or market rate or a mix. So, yeah.
0: So, what are y'all's thoughts on apartment living? Uh, so many are going up. Do you, are you guys interested at all in living in apartments? Sarah, I'll start with you. You're the uh, you're the younger person here. Uh, it's probably crossed your mind several times, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any qualms necessarily with apartment living. My most recent experience um, with that has been living in like college apartments. So, yeah, maybe, um, outside world is different, but I don't super love sharing uh a wall with people or sharing <laughs> um people are really loud um yeah. and i'm loud too sometimes so like i don't also want to be um disturbing people as i'm living my life so i yeah. uh am not interested in, in living in an apartment i'm looking more for like a house to rent or, or something like that
0: yeah marty you probably had your experiences living in i've had i've lived
1: in apartments <laughs> in four or five cities at this point um i've yeah. had some really really bad neighbors um I actually lived by a drug dealer one time yeah um yeah. so uh yeah so i'm i think that's part of my life is sailed um you know i <laughs> yeah, had I, I had it wasn't it wasn't an entirely bad experience i had some yeah. good experiences my 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 uh, daughter was born when we were still living in an apartment um mm-hmm which was kind of an interesting, uh, you know, just navigating that, having to put baby gates everywhere. But, yeah. um, you know, I've been a homeowner now for several years and uh, I much prefer, it. you know, yeah. a big one being you don't have, you have neighbors, but they don't share a wall. As Sarah said, they're at least a, you know, a few feet away from you. So uh, from your house. So, um, you know, I, I think that's probably uh, something I, I don't really regret. It was something that I was fine doing at the time, but it's just, you know, another phase of my life at this point yeah same here i
0: lived in a lot of apartments when i was in college um and when i was in my 20s i had this awesome apartment um at near the corner of baxter and broadway on ruble avenue and i just loved it so much Uh, and it only cost 750 dollars a month to live there this was maybe 15 years ago um and nowadays i'm sure that place is 50, it's probably double that cost, you know, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. real estate is gone um, and I live in a home as well uh, and I like that. It would be kind of a cool investment, I think, to um, scoop up one of these luxury condos. Uh, own it, uh, do the Airbnb thing, yeah. you know, rent it out to people, but then use it yourself when you're, you know, downtown, uh, for an event or something. Uh, that would be kind of a, uh, interesting investment, I think, and a fun investment to make, but, uh, I don't think I'll be making any such investment anytime soon. Cause we're getting ready to go into a recession. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Probably a good idea. Things warm up <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and, you know, travel gets back to normal and that sort of thing. Uh, Speaking of recessions and money, uh, Sarah, you've been watching the rollout of this Paycheck Protection Program uh, over the last uh, week or so. I think it's funny. You wrote a story last week that said, here's how the Paycheck Protection Program has gone in the first week. And you probably didn't realize at the time it was only going to go for one more week before running out of money completely. (laughs) So, uh, so tell us about that. I guess, uh, what are bankers telling you about these loans and what's the latest news here?
2: Yeah. So um, what I I was speaking to a banker yesterday, and he was saying that a lot of the loans that he's seeing now versus um, last week have been smaller uh, in, in size, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that isn't a blanket statement for every lender, but, um, especially with independent contractors and the self-employed, uh, their applications opened on April 10th, so um, it would make sense that their requests would be uh, smaller. You know, they don't have a whole payroll like mm-hmm. a small business owner. So he was saying that that could have made funds last a little bit longer, and especially if we um, see the government replenish the the fund with 250000000000 billion they're talking about. Um, It could be enough, maybe, um, especially for those Mm -hmm. independent contractors and self-employed and um, the smaller businesses to maybe make it through the end of June, I think. Mm -hmm. But um, we'll obviously have to explore more options if uh, the shutdown lasts any longer into August or so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't uh, make it that far. Uh, So what do you guys think it's going to look like for small businesses once things do open back up? I mean how many do you think we're going to permanently lose? And I know you got, you know, you're just, well, you know, as much as I do, but you know, what's kind of the, the guess you have based on what you're hearing from people?
1: I think I saw a number um, somewhere a few weeks ago that, you know, something like 30% of small businesses could go under mm-hmm. uh, within a certain window. If things don't open back up now, I don't mm-hmm. know how reliable that is. It may be less. It may be more. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing mm-hmm. I'm hearing on, On the CRE beat is, and how things will be different is that people, you know, that are in a lot of office space, especially downtown, we're probably going to completely look at how how to reshape that in the new world when this Mm -hmm. reopens. They're not going to need that much space because they see now they can work from home. They can have people working from home and still get things done. So there's going to be an expectation that people are going to contract their office space. They'll probably still have offices, but they just won't have as much space. as they may have now, because they see that you know they can do things virtually with technology and from working from home. So that's one right. thing we could see impact both the suburban and the and the downtown office market, which is was already hurting before this. So, so I was
0: going to say the downtown office market doesn't need that <laughs> um, because it's so. And what's the? I don't even know what's the absorption rate downtown.
1: Do You? No, I, I would have to look at the it? numbers, but we've yeah. got we've got buildings that are. 35 40 percent vacant like some of our office towers so yeah,
0: yeah um that's all and you see that. that's
1: that is like a complete which obviously you know at this point we should stop comparing ourselves to nashville but you know they're building office towers there and you know we can't fill the ones we have so yeah, um yeah. but you know that's just something that another there's some other cities that are seeing similar things but i think a lot of markets will see some contraction in office space in both suburban and uh downtown markets once this is over
0: yeah i think so
1: um i think it would
0: be like i mean businesses need a place to come together for like staff meetings and stuff and Mm -hmm. and client meetings but you know i i think it would be cool if business first went to a uh like you know here's an office space come in when you want couple times a week uh check in with everybody but mostly work at home thing like I would yep. totally be down for that. I don't think Lisa Benson's totally down for that. So uh, <laughs> I, haven't, uh, I haven't pitched that idea to her, I don't think. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it would like, we definitely saw how much we can get done just working at home. Um, that said, uh, we would well, want our podcast studio back because it does, yes, doesn't we would sound as good on a, <laughs> on a call. So.
1: Just, just one more thought on the PPE, the loans that I, I spoke to, uh CPA yesterday and they've been also in the thick of this because they're helping companies get all their paperwork together and their houses in order in order to apply for these loans um but the person i talked to said he's going to spend the next 8 weeks just making sure that his clients who have gotten the loan spend the money responsibly mm-hmm. so that's going to be something you know because there's so many rules and regs on how you can spend the money and what you have to do some of it's forgivable some of it's not and if you don't do it correctly that part won't be forgivable. So he said he's basically just going to spend the next 8 weeks, you know, monitoring, you know, how people are using the money and right. you know, try to help them out for making any any mistakes that would force them to have to pay a good chunk of it back. Yeah. Because some of this, like I said, is forgivable, but you have got to follow the rules. So.
0: Yeah. Um all right. Well, I'll move it on from there. There's so many new acron- acronyms to keep track of PPE and, uh, and this and, is PPP and, PPP, so there's three- PPP. and uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just, uh, a lot of, uh, you said I was talking to a CPA about PPP and I was just like, man, it's yeah. a lot of acronyms. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to just talk about this. I talked about this a little last week, but I'll talk to about it i'll talk about it with you guys this week uh and that's our new series dealing with disruption which we tell stories of small business owners and other officials and how they're coping with this um and uh, you guys have you know pinned a couple of these stories i was just wanting to see if you could provide a recommendation one that you really liked and uh, feel free to plug your own stories here if it's one that you just really like Uh, um uh, marty i'll start with you
1: yeah, I think I've done three or four of these now. Uh I've been the thing I've been pleased with everyone. I've been I've read almost all of them at this point. There's a couple I still need to read. Um mm-hmm. but I've been I've been really pleased by how much candor we're seeing from these people. Mm-hmm. They're really not I don't really see them, you know, we're not getting canned answers. We're getting, you know, people being pretty raw and in the being, moment. Being pretty genuine. You know, they're they're um, you know, they're saying they're telling us they're hurting and, and exactly how they're hurting. So um, you know, obviously it's not good news. It's not stuff you want to hear, but it is you know, in our business, refreshing to hear, um, you know, brutal honesty sometimes I think, yeah. um, and things not be as polished as maybe normal. So, mm-hmm. uh, I just put one up today that I really liked. It's a uh, Justin Lewis from bluegrass carting over in J town. Yes. Uh, he just opened overdrive, which was like a virtual reality racing venue. And they've got ax throwing and some other things. And they just opened like right around Christmas. So they, they were only open about two months to that two and a half months. something like that. When, The coronavirus hit um you know he had to lay off pretty much his entire staff it's about 60 people um at both locations there in bluegrass Carding. he was able to keep them in in place for a little while just to work on some stuff he basically gave them some new job descriptions just so he could pay them a little longer but you know they they're having no revenue coming in because their venues didn't really they didn't they didn't have any kind of like carry out food you know you could buy beer that overdrive um You know, they had like this beer wall that you could get a beer and I think just some minor concessions, but, you know, they can't even rely on some of the takeout and delivery. So they're really hurting. They basically have no money coming in and they don't know when they can reopen. So, um, you know, he was just very open about how, you know, he's kind of just on more than one occasion is just completely fallen into a rut because he just doesn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was also, you know, he had some positivity in there that he's trying to. He thinks that. You know, this will reprioritize people's lives and see what's important and what's not. And hopefully mm-hmm. uh there will be some some good things uh, come out of this uh, very negative time, uh, very scary time, especially for business owners. But, you know, he was hoping that, you know, maybe we'll come out of this uh, with a better perspective on life uh, mm-hmm. when this is all over and not take things for granted, you know, like, you know, assembling to throw axes, you know, just the little yeah. things. So I was just really, I was really pleased with, you know, how open he was about some of his issues. Yeah, I, I agree. That was a good one. Sarah, how about you?
2: Yeah, I've been loving this series for a lot of the same reasons that Marty was saying, just it's really nice to talk to people about what they've been experiencing and uh, hear because overwhelmingly I've heard everybody um, is doing what they can to pay uh Everyone's, teams it seems like are really strong and so that's really heartening for me uh as you know we all have to sift through some really awful news uh like every Mm day um I really like both of the ones that I've done (laughs) thus far (laughs) um but I guess I'll plug the most hard to pick a favorite (laughs) Um,
0: what I said hard to pick a favorite I guess
2: (laughs) (laughs) right um, but I, I'll plug the one that I just did uh, that I think published yesterday or the day before um, on Rodney Wedge, the COO of Ashbourne Farms, which, mm-hmm. uh, writing it uh, threw me off a little because Ashbourne is so close to Shadburn that I was like, this could be my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that would be a dream. Uh, but <laughs> that was a, a really nice conversation because they're doing a lot uh, to help out local nonprofits by uh, donating food and meals.
0: All right. Well, uh, I'm going to wrap up the show there. And uh, before we uh, close out, we'll go around the quote unquote room and you guys can share your social media handles. Uh, Sarah, I'll go back to you again. What's, uh, where can people find you online?
2: Yeah. So uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I am Sarah Schadberg. Uh Love talking to people on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can also follow me on Twitter. Uh, that's going to be BF Sarah. And if you uh, want to follow me on Instagram, that is sarah.shadburn.
0: All right. Um, Marty, how about you?
1: Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter mostly, um, at BFLuMarty. Marty. Marty. Um, I, I get a lot of feedback on there for story tips and mm-hmm. ideas and just overall feedback. Um, and also I'm on LinkedIn under my name, um, another place that I'm getting, making some connections uh, and finding people. Uh, mm-hmm. During a pandemic, so those are the two best places to find me. Are you off Instagram again? I'm on it, just sur- like surfing, but I don't, I don't, I don't engage. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm more of just a viewer rather than a participant.
0: I don't know if I told you guys, but I downloaded the TikTok app. I didn't sign up, but I just watched you know, funny videos. Yeah. On it. I'll never I make think I'm, content. I'm not. I clever. think I'm.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm going to stay away from TikTok. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's fun just to watch the videos because people are so funny with what they come up with, but Man, I'm never going to come up with anything that good, so I, I won't even try. Um, <laughs> this is the best I can do right here, this show, yep. <laughs> uh, so, and it's not that funny. Um, but anyway, if you like what you hear, please consider uh, subscribing to the Access Louisville podcast on popular podcast services uh, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Uh, Thank you very much, Sarah and Marty. And thank you guys for listening at home until next time. Bye.